Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the Sermons in Progress edition of the Connections Broadcast, podcast, a digital ministry of New Joy Lutheran Church. I'm Chris Duckworth, pastor at New Joy Lutheran Church. Hope to join us one Sunday soon at New Joy. We're at the corner of 156 and Spring Mill in Westfield, Indiana, on the north side of Indianapolis. We worship every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. This Sunday, we'll be reading from the book of Ruth, chapter 3. The book of Ruth, chapter 3. The book of Ruth is a brief yet dramatic uh, and intriguing story of a woman named Naomi and her husband Elimelech, who flee famine in the Bethlehem area and have to head across the river to a foreign land called Moab. There in Moab they make their life, but Elimelech dies, and so too do their two sons. But prior to their death, those two sons had married Moabite women. When Naomi decides to return back home to Bethlehem, she encourages her daughters-in-law to return back home to their families. But one of them, Ruth, insists on staying with Naomi. So they return to Bethlehem. Well, for Naomi, it's a return. For Ruth, it's an immigration. So she immigrates to Bethlehem, to Israel. And once there, they find themselves gleaning. They're paupers, they're poor, they're widows with no family support. And so they glean in the fields collecting food at the edges and working behind other workers to pick what they drop. And there, Ruth, the Moabite, the young widow, catches the attention of a landowner named Boaz, who happens to be a relative, we don't know how close or how distant, but a relative of Naomi's deceased husband, Elimelech. According to Jewish law and custom, then, he would have responsibility to care for Naomi and Ruth. So far, however, he hasn't exercised that, except for doing the other dutiful task that landowners were supposed to do in those days, which was to open their fields to the poor and the immigrant, to glean, to pick food at the edges and work behind the workers to pick what they drop. So he's already carried out one of those duties, but the other, providing care for the widows within his own family, he has not done yet. So that brings us to chapter 3 of Ruth. Again, Boaz has provided some care and protection uh, for Ruth and food for Ruth and Naomi, but hasn't yet exercised his responsibility as next of kin. Ruth chapter 3. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to Ruth, My daughter, shouldn't I seek security for you, so that things might go well for you? Now, isn't Boaz, whose young women you were with, our relative? Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. You should bathe, put on some perfume, wear nice clothes, and then go down to the threshing floor. Don't make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, notice the place where he is lying, then go uncover his feet, 
and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. Ruth replied to her, I'll do everything you're telling me. So she went down to the threshing floor, and she did everything just as her mother-in-law had ordered. Boaz ate and drank, and he was in a good mood. He went over to lie down by the edge of the grain pile. Then she quietly approached, uncovered his legs, and lay down. During the middle of the night, the man shuddered and turned over, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. She replied, I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread out your robe over your servant, because you are a redeemer. He said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have acted even more faithfully than you did at first. You haven't gone after rich or poor young men. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I'll do for you everything you are asking. Indeed, my people, all who are at the gate, know that you are a woman of worth. Now, although it's certainly true that I am a Redeemer, there is a Redeemer who is closer relative than I am. Stay the night, and in the morning, if he'll redeem you, good, let him redeem. But if he doesn't want to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I myself will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until morning. Then she got up before one person could recognize another, for he had said, No one should know that the woman came to the threshing floor. He said, Bring the cloak that you have on and hold it out. She held it out, and he measured out six measures of barley and placed it upon her. Then she went into town. She came to her mother-in-law, who said, How are you, my daughter? So Ruth told her everything the man had done for her. She said, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said to me, Don't go away empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Sit tight, my daughter, Naomi replied, until you know how it turns out. The man won't rest until he resolves the matter today. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Ruth goes to the threshing floor to meet Boaz, uncover his feet or legs or more, perhaps, in the euphemistic language of the day. And he lies, and she lies next to him. What happens on that floor? It has often been speculated, of course, that this is some sort of sexual encounter. And indeed it may have been. Although whoever wrote Ruth, the book of Ruth, knows how to write that two people have sex, because later in chapter 4, the scripture says just that. So this chapter is filled with innuendo, with suggestive language, but not the direct language of sexual intimacy. So I want us just to hold on to that tension and honor that there's mystery in this reading. But what there is no mystery about is Ruth's strength and Ruth seeking what is best for her and for Naomi. Not even not just what's best, but what is right and due to her. Let me explain. As I said in the preface, Boaz is a redeemer, a next of kin, and in Jewish law and custom in those days, when a brother or male relative dies, 
the widows were to be cared for by the extended family, often by being taken into marriage or in some other way and brought into the family. That hadn't happened. So Naomi and Ruth are neglected widows owed something by their wider family. They are suffering an injustice. What should have happened is not happening. Their family, their extended family, is failing to carry out their responsibilities. So last week, I preached that Boaz was carrying out his lawful duties by providing food and some protection for Ruth and Naomi by allowing Ruth to glean in his fields that was required by law to allow the immigrant to glean in the fields, to care for the widow, and allow them to glean in the fields. So last week I portrayed Boaz as a law-abiding, righteous, righteous Jew. But this week we see the other side where he seems reluctant to carry out his role as a redeemer, to provide the full protection of family to widows, in his own extended family. So Ruth, at Naomi's urging, pushes the matter. She goes to Boaz in the darkness of night when he might be less than entirely aware of his surroundings after a night of food and drink. And he lays down next to him after first uncovering him. The Bible says uncovering his feet or uncovering his legs. Feet were often a euphemism for genitalia. Yet, as I said earlier, the writer of Ruth knows how to write that two people were intimate. Two people had sex. And the writer of Ruth doesn't use that phrase here. What I'm imagining happening is this. She goes in, in his less than entirely clear state, uncovers him, and when he wakes, he's not entirely sure what has just happened. She tricks him. She tricks him a little bit, but then when she greets him, she asks both for marriage and for him to extend his responsibility as a redeemer. Let me find that verse here. Verse 9, right? Boaz wakes up and he's startled. And he says, who are you? Now, Boaz knows who Ruth is, but again, it's middle of the night. He's had some food and drink. He's groggy. Who are you, he asks. And she replies, I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread out your robe over your servant because you are a redeemer. Now Naomi had told Ruth that Boaz will tell you what to do. But Ruth doesn't wait for Boaz. Ruth tells Boaz what to do. Ruth, the young widow, tells Boaz to spread out your robe over your servant, a symbol of marriage. She asks him for marriage. But not just marriage. She then goes on to say, you are a redeemer. That is, it's your duty, man. Come on. Marry me, take care of me, 
and by extension Naomi, it's your responsibility. So she kind of tricks him into doing what he should have done all along, according to the law and customs of the day. I love here that Ruth asserts her desire for justice. That she even skirts some norms, she takes some risks, she breaks some rules to seek justice. She takes advantage of the weakness of the one who is neglecting his duty in order to get him to do it. Jesus says that we're supposed to be wise as serpents. And here we see Ruth being wise, playing the games of the day to get not just what she wants, but to get what the law of God demands. Again, this was risky. The threshing floor was often a place of encounter with prostitutes. So she took a risk by going there. She took a risk by going in the middle of the night. But it was a risk worth taking because she and Naomi were being neglected by their own next of kin. Our call sometimes is to break the rules, to break the norms, to push the boundaries to seek justice, to push the boundaries, to seek what is right. We're not always called to be proper or polite. And in this passage anyway, and I think in much of scripture, sexual norms are not placed as high as at least the lip service we give to them in our Christian culture today. What was prized and valued was justice and responsibility. And Ruth here provokes Boaz to do the right thing. How are we called to provoke others to do the right thing? Or how are we at times provoked by others to do the right thing? Our call is not to be proper or polite. Our call is to be just. Our call is to carry out our faithful responsibilities to others. Our call is to love and to care and to be generous. Sometimes it takes some provoking. Sometimes it takes some cunning manipulation to goad us into doing the right thing. And as we see in today's reading from Ruth chapter 3, that's okay. As I prepare for Sunday's sermon, I'm going to continue reflecting on this trickster story with Ruth tricking Boaz into doing the right thing. Now sometimes we are called to be tricksters and sometimes we are tricked. And how 
our misplaced priority on properness sometimes leads us to neglect justice and the right thing that is sitting right before us. Hope you'll join us this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. We'll gather for word and sacrament, song and praise and Christian community. We'll also gather after worship for a little time of sharing with Amber Janes and I as we talk about, share a little bit of an update on where we've been with our outreach ministries. So join us. Uh, Join us this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. at New Joy Lutheran Church at the corner of 156 and Spring Mill. Let's conclude with a prayer. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the faithfulness of Ruth and Naomi. Widows and daughters of your own love who refused to accept their position, and who dared to provoke those in responsibility to carry out their responsibilities. And so, Lord, call us to do the same, to hold those in positions of power accountable, and to at the same time carry out our own responsibilities faithfully, sacrificially, and graciously. Oh God, we pray for peace in the world and for all who govern the nations of the world. May they carry out their tasks with grace and mercy and wisdom, with an eye toward the common good. Oh God, we pray for the sick and the suffering in any way. May they find their peace in you. Send to them your angels and caregivers, that they may not be alone in their struggles. Surround them with healers, that they may be brought to health. Gracious God, we pray for those who will die this day, that even in death they will not be alone, for they will be resting in you. Comfort those who will grieve this day with the promise of the resurrection. O God in heaven, we pray as well for our congregation, New Joy Lutheran Church as we seek to grow in our mission and expand our reach into the community, may we not only be reach out, but may we grow deeper in love and in commitment to you. Bless us in all our endeavors. Make your presence known to us. Surround us with your care and give us a full measure of your grace so that we might share more of that grace with those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Connections Podcast. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you at New Joy this Sunday or some Sunday soon. But until then, may you know God's love for you and for the world. In Jesus' name, amen.